0: demonstrate that you are about elevation of a customer experience, giving them the information they want, talking to them in the channel that they want to engage with you with, making it convenient for them to engage with you. And that whole, I'm gonna use every opportunity to wow you with the best experience. Yes. At any point that you're engaging with me and doing that well, then makes it a higher likely that they're gonna to continue to trust you with their business after the purchase to come to you for service. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here and thank you for joining me another episode of The Drive, Las Vegas edition. I am joined today by Scott Sabo. Scott, what's going on, man?
0: hi how you doing man thanks for having me buddy this is a lot of fun
1: absolutely hey we're gonna have a lot of fun we're gonna have some great conversation but you know what i like to kick off all these podcasts with little origin stories Scott. Ooh, because okay i don't think anybody just wakes up one day and goes "Huh." Oh, you know i think the automotive industry would be a good industry to be in
0: no no you're probably right
1: i, I find it's usually one of three things either you're born into the business you fell into nope. the business sort or, of or maybe? you got conned into the business
0: okay. a little bit of those two <laughs> A little bit of those two.
1: Okay, then that's going to be our (coughs) first talking point today. Um, What is the origin story of how you got started in this crazy little world we call the automotive
0: industry? Okay, so long story, I'll try and keep it brief. I think I was born a sales guy, but not necessarily an automotive. Uh, First sales job was uh, fundraising for Cub Scouts. We sold 55-pound sacks of scrap 2 by 4s for kindling wood, and I excelled every time we did it. And then uh, worked in retail most of my life. And one of the guys that I worked with in retail went to work for a local RV dealership in the town I live in. So small town of Paulsville, Washington, at the time, happened to have the number one volume motorhome retailer in the nation. And he pulled and prodded and tried to get me to work there. It was like a commission-only job. Done that before. Was really hesitant went in and had lunch with him one day and it was like, you know, phones ringing off the hook, too many customers, not enough sales guys. And it's like, Oh, I think maybe I should try this. And so that's how I got into the, to the business. And then that progressed into getting them online for the first time and really understanding and putting into play and seeing the benefits of selling online. And at the time, I think this was right around when Al Gore was actually inventing the internet. So not a lot <laughs> okay. of people actually believed in it. Thank you Al it. for yeah. doing that, we appreciate it. People didn't believe in it in the time, but it was like, I was hooked. And the company, the, the dealership I worked for at the time was expanding their locations. My lot traffic fell to the floor. Nobody was coming all the way to Paul'sbo to buy an RV for me yeah. anymore. And so I took them a offer to build out internet experience and BDC and all this stuff and it's like yeah I don't know if that internet's gonna turn into anything well, that thing. I want to work for a technology company in the space for automotive helping dealers change how they engage with customers online and 26 years later I'm still here in technology in the automotive space putting technology and dealers together to Help build a business.
1: Well, it's one of those industries, man. Once it gets in your blood, it is very difficult
0: to get out. Oh, impossible to get out, and it's like been the most fun I've ever had. It really and there's always something new. There's always a new layer of how do we make things better, enhance the experience more, you know, make it easier for customers and dealers to plug into each other, stuff like that. And uh, so where I'm at now is the second startup I'm I'm at, and uh, just you know, that's their main thing is like, how do we make it easier for customers to talk to dealers?
1: Yes, it's all about conversation. It is. Meaningful well, conversation. Right?
0: Conversation between real people too. Yes. and.
1: <laughs> Real people, yes, that's that's true too. Um, well, let's let's dive a little bit into your session you have tomorrow. Super cool topic. Um, so, everyone out there watching, and listening, wanna just kind of give us kind of the outline of what uh, your session is, and let's talk about maybe three or four key takeaways. Yeah,
0: so we're going to talk. I'm going to talk about you know kind of managing demand and making it more efficient for dealers and customers t- to work and and work with this demand. So, one of the things that we promote is you know efficiency. Um, Three key areas that we talk about is, you know, how to how to grow demand. You know, right now it's all about being found on Google, showing up, having a strong reputation, uh, presence that gets the customer to a no-brainer decision. I have to work with this dealership. And yes. how do we facilitate that? So we'll talk a little bit about the strategy and how Social to- Social proof. Social proof. And it's it's the new word of mouth, right? Yeah. The, growing the business and referral business, the auto dealership. You know if you can do that you're pretty much set if you've got a book of business that's coming in and buying from you because they trust you and they believe that you're going to take care of them and we're kind of modernizing that whole word of mouth and how we get that to transmit to future customers so that we can get more new customers coming mm-hmm. to the dealership and,
1: and that's really kind of i mean look everybody shops that way anymore right oh. we, we're 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 an entire society now of what i call experienced buyers yep um so we're looking not only to buy a product but we're buying the experience that also goes along with that product and you know when we're able to read reviews of real people having real interactions with them we can picture in our head what that experience is and we go that's what i want before i even talk about the product or negotiate a price or anything else that is that person's happiness, that is what I
0: want. And that group of persons, right? Yeah, group, not just yes, one or yes. two, but hundreds or maybe even thousands, right? Mm-hmm. To where it just becomes an overwhelming... Yeah, this I, I shouldn't trust my business here because everybody's talking about how well they are mm-hmm. taken care of by this deal. It goes so way that, beyond
1: just reviews. I feel like reviews is not even a word I should be using anymore, you know? It no. Is, it is social proof. It, it, is, it is the good, the bad, and the ugly all in one. And so, so that someone can actually picture all right. What it's like. Now, the is I go there and I don't get
0: it. Right. All right. So when that's you, the risk, so right? The you risk have to deliver on the promise.
1: Exactly. The risk here is you're setting <laughs> the stage. Now I better show up and, you know, expect
0: well, the concert I want to. And again, the other thing that I'll be talking about is it, it kind of starts with reviews, right? It yes. captures the interest and says, okay, yeah, I think I'll lean in and give these guys a try or yeah, this is where I want to go we then because our platform pretty much leverages text as the channel so the more we can do with text that's what customers are saying they want to use to communicate with a business it's it's easier it's more convenient it's makes it quicker to plug into a real person instead of going through the whole tree the phone tree all that stuff and hoping somebody you know responds or engages right so we then take it from okay i want to lean in and start working with you now, how can we use text to make that engagement more efficient for the customer, more efficient for the dealership, more real, have a better quality conversation? Yes. So, part of the things that I think dealerships struggle with with some of these other communications is that continuity of messaging and working the customer from Resistance. top of the person, yes. you know, research cycle, of top of the funnel, and bringing them, nurturing them down into ready to buy, ready There's to. Because nobody wants out. to nurture them. No, well, or it's right. it's we're, we're, too we're, difficult. It's well, too much work. It's well, uh, not efficient to that, nurture. That them. The
1: work is definitely an aspect of it. I, I think the other aspect of it is that we're a society of Amazon buyers. Yep. All right. So you know, even even our salespeople in dealerships just go, well, shouldn't it just immediately happen? <laughs> you know, why do I need to nurture
0: right. something? Right. You know,
1: uh, and I think that art yeah. of nurturing has been kind of lost. I think in in a, lot of, in a lot of dealerships. I mean, the, I, I, I think, you know, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, all relationship selling is all about nurturing that client to a place of trust so that we can continue to move forward. Now, I mean, I mean, even the company I work with right now, we manage, we oversee tens of thousands of conversations every day. And most of these conversations start with, do you have this in stock? And end with, no, we don't.
0: Right. <laughs> right. That's it's it. too easy to just end the conversation there versus... No, we don't, but let's talk to you about options that we have. Yeah. Let's ask a few questions about, you know, what's more important, getting the right car or having a car by a certain time so I can help guide you into what option is going to be best seeing your needs. I mean, 100%. to you and me, we've been doing this forever. It seems like obvious That's and easy questions, service. but to a lot of people, it doesn't. Well, mm-hmm. cause
1: it's a training thing. I look and I'm not there's a lot of dealerships out there that do a phenomenal job, Hundred percent phenomenal job of training on communication <laughs> strategy right? And syntax and language and everything else. Yep. I still believe a large majority of the industry does not.
0: I would agree. I would agree. And so, you know, we look at that and we look at the mechanism, how to make that conversation easier. We've also got, you know, ways and and talk about ideas where if, if in fact you can't do it well on your own or have the staffing or the time to do it well on your own. You know, there's services that can do that on your behalf and the services Mm -hmm. that are out there are very different. Uh, (laughs) One of the partners that we work with, you know, why we chose to work with them is the people they hire to work those conversations on behalf of the dealer have all in dealership experience. They know the questions to ask. They know when to ask the right question, the difficult question to qualify and move that customer along. And so they can actually be that a team bench, if you will, for the dealership. If they don't have, because it turns a problem in the dealership and it's hard to get a new person up to speed and to that level of performance overnight. Which
1: which I think is an amazing backup plan, but it's not an excuse not to train your staff. Exactly right. right. Like I I, 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 I think backup support is something you always have to have. There's there's a reason why, you know, professional sports team don't have just the amount of players they need to play the game.
0: Yep, (laughs) absolutely. And then, you know, the other strategy we look at and kind of the third prong to our solution and platform is how do you keep customers coming back after the sale? So what's the most effective, efficient way to move a customer that has transacted with you on the sale side and getting them to come back for fixed operations for scheduled maintenance, ongoing service, accessory, repeat purchase, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, the platform that we have is kind of holistic to that and that we look at the entire customer life cycle and all the things and the ways that we can impact no matter what customer or what segment of that life cycle they're trying to increase performance on. So let's talk a
1: little bit about the life cycle. So um, there's a lot of significant points within the life cycle that I think drastically um, increases or decreases the probability of, of retaining that customer. Yep. What would you say would be one of the most important ones?
0: retaining that customer well it's it's that whole experience right if if you flub that first experience getting them back getting them to come over to the service department or whatever is going to be significantly more difficult so
1: you think the handoff
0: i think the handoff and i think the interaction during that initial engagement so anything that you can do to demonstrate that you are about elevation of a customer experience giving them the information they want talking to them in the channel that they want to engage with you with, making it convenient for them to engage with you and you know, be sensitive to hours and time of day and responsiveness. Those metrics really don't change. Yep. But that whole, I'm going to use every opportunity to wow you with the best experience yes. at any point that you're engaging with me and doing that well, then makes it, a, higher likely that they're gonna to continue to trust you with their business after the purchase to come to you for service. Yes. Um, and whether that experience starts in service or starts in sales, it's that you only get, I always like to use the thing, you only get one chance to make a good first impression. Yes. And if you do that well, then you're increasing your chance to get them to follow you and stay with you for subsequent transactions and business that you wanna earn of theirs. If you flub it, then it's gonna be much harder Keep up um, coming back, right?
1: Well, there has to be a value,
0: absolutely. Like
1: What's the value? What's the identifiable value? And it's not a 50% off oil change,
0: no, you know,
1: like it, it a is a lot of its time right now. It's friction. It right? is, if you can remove as much friction out of something as possible, that's fine. In fact, you might even charge me a few bucks more for it, and I'd still be fine with yeah, it. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, just, I mean, but that's that Amazon adoption, right? Yep. We're looking for the most frictionless possible, you know, a a way to do it possible. And we're going to
0: go go on your side of the lane or (laughs) mine. Don't hit the car, please. It's a beautiful car. Well, and that's, I mean, friction removal is kind of one of the things that we're always looking for within our platform. So part of our success comes from that just within the review process. So uh, we kind of take and look at how can we make it. So a couple of things how can we make it easier for the dealership to get more of their customers to engage with them, to leave a review and tell others how well of an experience they had. Uh, We look to automation, you know, anywhere we can, because again, you know, best practices, you invite the customer to leave a review when you're sitting face-to-face and you're in the moment because you're in the heat of that relationship and, and that's best. But if you can't, for whatever reason, and knowing that you've got a book of customers that is in the thousands, then how can we maybe automate that and take exactly. that off of your plate and do that for you so that the more instantaneous or closely we can connect the invitation to the transaction event, the higher likelihood the customer in the moment is gonna to wanna to say positive things about you. Uh, we find that when we can do that and get close to 100%, 90 to 98 percent of those reviews come back four star better
1: but but to get that you have to be you have to be willing to be intentional with your communication yes and that
0: means that you have to communicate for the
1: for for the purpose of a better experience for them not for yourself yes i (laughs) i have i have deep dive i have evaluated i have analyzed thousands of dealerships communications over my career and i i i'd be telling you right now i would say 75 percent 75% 75% of the communications are more for me, not for the consumer. Yeah. Gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme, 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 gimme. Yep, yep. Not, not, you know, and it's, it's, you have to identify that out of the gate, is that this is for you, not for
0: Right. We want to learn to be better so that we can make ourselves more valuable to you. We can provide more convenience. We can provide a better experience, all that kind of stuff. And I think you're exactly right. That messaging to come across that way is also part of the key.
1: Well, and you also get more honest feedback. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to know that we fell on our face. I 100% want to know. That, that if one of my team members Well, and that's where I face. think
0: responsiveness comes in and yes. why Google looks at response to reviews as part of the metric they use to decide who should get kind of prominence in in the, their listings, right? And that's another area that, you know, we and other vendors can help with, right? So if the store, ideally, you want the store to be able to take on those responses directly themselves, but if for whatever reason they can't, there are services out there that can Shoulder that work for them, so that the dealer can show up better as being a responsive. I care about all my customers and all their feedback. That goes a long way to to helping them shine and demonstrate to future customers that this is a dealership that's really plugged into the, its consumer 100%. population. Absolutely. Right.
1: Hey Scott, I know we're getting towards the tail end of our conversation because we're pulling up to the to the <laughs> to the hotel right now. But before I let you go. For everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, what is the best way to connect with you and maybe continue some of this conversation? Uh,
0: So, here at the show, uh, we're in booth 503. Uh, Podium.com is our website. Uh, I'm the partner manager. So, um, you know, info at podium.com, that kind of stuff can get you plugged into me. We've got a, you know, myself and a ton of others. But uh, yeah, um, if you're here at the show in Vegas, uh, stop by Booth 503, if not, see us at Podium.com. I'm out there wherever I can as far as webinars and stuff like that too with Nada, and we'll be at other shows as well. Um, and then you can always call me on my cell or text because we love text, three six zero nine three zero two zero one four.
1: 930 2014 Awesome, Scott, thanks so much for doing
0: this. Thanks this Jason, it was fun. a lot of fun. Great to Great to ride with you and visit.
1: Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.